Pastor Michael E. Tom. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly E. Tom, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael E. Tom, that's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com or podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem, or through our Women of Divine Faith or other ministries all on the internet. Now, let's get into the word. Pray that before this night is over that you would have encountered God, that he will encourage you in your faith and in your walk that you may leave this place uh, Wednesday's nights is always uh, a night of, of being refilled uh, to getting uh, enough hope to make it through the week. Amen? Amen. Bethlehem! Amen. That sounds really good. We are continuing in the series uh, tonight a series entitled uh, uh, Make Him Known Through Strength. Make Him Known Through Strength. And we've been looking at all month, uh, Exodus chapter 15, verse 2, as we've learned that the Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will praise him, my Father's God, and I will exalt him. We've been standing on all this month the strength of God, the strength of God. And tonight we're going to share in this series uh, a, a message entitled Rescued from the Lion's Mouth. Rescued from the Lion's Mouth. And we're going to be looking at 2 Timothy verse 4, or chapter 4, verse 17. And uh, I believe it's, it's on the screen, or it can be on the screen. <laughs> and let's read this out loud together at the same time on three. One, two, three. Amen. You may be seated in the household of the Lord. You may be seated in the household of the Lord. And um, I want to read a little more context. Uh, 2 Timothy chapter 4, starting 16 through 18. And it says that at my first defense, no one came to my support. But everyone deserted me. 
may it not be held against them. But the Lord stood at my side and gave me strength so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed to all the Gentiles uh, hear it. And I was delivered from the lion's mouth. Verse 18. And Lord will rescue me from every evil attack and will bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. And tonight from this text, uh, we're sharing again, rescued from the lion's mouth. We're going to talk about the Lord stood. We're going to talk about the Lord strengthened. And we're going to talk about the Lord saved. The Lord stood, the Lord strengthened, and the Lord saved. And we want Christians to know tonight that Christians should depend on God to strengthen. Christians should depend on God to strengthen. I sat back as I listened to a very unique message from our moderator, from Philippians uh, chapter 4, somewhere around verse 22, it it talks about, um, he said, greet all the people in Christ Jesus, the brothers and sisters who are with me send their greetings, and verse 22 says, and all God's people here send their greetings, especially those who belong to Caesar's household, especially those who belong to Caesar's household. And he he talked about roses amongst uh, dark dirt or something like that was his title. Yeah, black soil, roses in black soil. And that it really intrigued me because he talked about the saints who were in Caesar's house, the saints who were in Caesar's house. And, 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 and any of you who know kind of biblical history and you know what has gone on during the letters, um, for a saint to be in Caesar's house, you would automatically be put in detriment because Uh, There was a mad Caesar by the name of Nero, and Nero uh, wanted to build a new modern city. So what he decided to do was to uh, put put the, the city on fire, and he put the city on fire, and, uh, and he blamed a small sect of a religious group called Christians. And he blamed them for the fire that was set And Rome, which destroyed about 70% of the city. And he used the Christians as scapegoats. And and secular history tells us that this man was a a madman. He had his own mother killed. This man was a madman. And he began to persecute Christians. He began to... uh, Some uh, historians say that he fed Christians to wild dogs... Some historians say that he he lit up the night by putting Christians on fire. 
And uh, so I thought about that when I heard about Paul and the lions because uh, it was said that this same madmen were feeding Christians uh, to the lions. Hello, somebody. And, but yet Paul is there amongst this madman and he says that that God had rescued him from the lion's mouth. And that gave me great encouragement uh, because there may be some of us here today and you might be in great peril. You may be in great trouble. You, you may be going through, uh, uh, as someone says, I feel like I've been picked out to be picked on. You're not concerned about losing your life. Well, then again, you may be concerned about losing your life, but Oh, but this text tonight gives us hope. This text tonight gives us encouragement to let us know that our God is powerful enough to save us from uh, the lion's den. Our God is powerful enough to save us from uh, a madman. Our God is powerful enough to save those whom he loved, not only save them, but strengthen them. And not only strengthen them, but he, he has the power to stand with us. Hello, somebody. Which brings me to my first point tonight. As we're sharing a message, a rescue from the lion's mouth, it says the Lord stood. The Lord stood. And, 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 and verse 17, in that A part, it says, oh, in 16, that, Everybody deserted him. Hello, somebody. Have you ever felt deserted? Nobody. As he went up for trial there in Rome, nobody showed up to sit on his side of the court. Nobody would, would, would stand with him. He, had, he was abandoned by everybody. Hello, somebody. Now, knowing the times and knowing the background, you, uh, I, would, I could imagine that Christians would have been afraid to go and stand for, uh, uh, for Paul because of what Nero was doing. They were literally losing their lives. They were literally being persecuted for what they believed in. And it, and it brings us to our day and modern day and times. Uh, we have a Christian, a, 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 a faith that is built on Folk losing their lives for the cause of Christ. And some of the stuff that we complain about today it has no comparison of what was going on in their day and time. Some, some of us may come here and think it's too hot in here or, 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 or don't like the, what's going on in the sanctuary with the people or, or, or they look, and you think that that's something. Oh, but in this day and time, these folk could have literally lost their life. Hello, somebody. Literally lost their life for, for what they believe. Uh, somebody once posed the question, if you were accused of being a Christian, would your life evidence enough uh, evidence to be uh, charged with this crime of being a Christian? And, and in that day and time, these folk were losing their lives. So, oh, no wonder Paul was left alone. 
Hello, somebody. Because people didn't want, and, and they left him alone, and, and nobody stood with him. And, and there's somebody here tonight, and you feel left alone. Somebody here tonight, you feel out on your own. Somebody listening at the sound of my voice, you feel that there's nobody standing for you, that nobody believes in you. When you are left alone, you came from a household where your mama didn't believe in you. You came from a household where your daddy didn't think that anything good could come from you. You come uh, from a place of mass emotional destruction. Oh, because nobody believed in you and nobody would stand for you. Oh, you may be listening to the sound of my voice and you can play basketball like Michael Jordan, but you're never able to look out up into the stands and see your mama. You're never able to look up in the stands and see your dad. You're never able to look up in the stand to see somebody cheering for you because you've been left alone. You're, you're mighty gifted. Oh, you may be a gifted actor, but oh, none of your family come to see you when you play on in a play or a gifted singer and, and nobody supports you at all. And when you stand, you feel like you stand alone. Somebody here, oh, you feel like you're standing alone. You feel like you're all alone. You're, you're lonely and alone and you think that nobody cares for you. But I was sent here tonight to let you know uh, through the word of God that when nobody will stand for you, God will stand for you. Somebody ought to say amen tonight. Uh, say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, the Lord is standing for me now. Oh, you may look out in my life. You don't see my mom. You don't see my daddy. You don't see my sibling. You don't, you don't see nobody. But the Lord is standing for me. Oh, and, and that's what the text says. He said, after verse 16, he says, everybody abandoned me, but the Lord stood by me. Hello, somebody. But the Lord stood by me. One of my favorite movies is a movie entitled Stand By Me. And they have a theme song. Stand by me. Oh, stand by me. Oh, there's somebody singing that song because they don't have anybody standing by them. They don't have anybody that, that loves them or they or, or maybe there are folk around them that loves them, but they don't understand. They they can't comprehend the situation that you're going through. They don't understand everything that you're going through and they, they treat you as if uh, life has not changed. Uh, oh, but you're going through a trial of a lifetime. You're going through, oh, and you're out uh, and all alone. But I'm so glad that God sent me here today to let you know that you are not alone. God is standing by you. Say to your neighbor again, neighbor, oh neighbor, the Lord is standing by me. Hello somebody. The Lord is standing by me. I can remember my nephew was born addicted to crack cocaine and and CPS came and was about to take custody of of my nephew and my my mother agreed to to stand and, and take care of 
the child. She agreed to to take care of the child because her mo- his his mother was struggling. Then she's been since delivered. Praise the Lord. But then she was struggling, and 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 but that wasn't enough. Oh, because my mother worked at night. They they needed somebody to look out out for him in in the daytime. And at the age of about eighteen or nineteen, I had to agree uh, to stand for my nephew. And, and my nephew was a preemie. My nephew was a preemie. My nephew could fit in the palm of my hand when he was born and and I had to agree also to stand for him uh, or else he would be taken from our family and and I agreed to stand and he and he stayed in our family and today if you look at him today oh you wouldn't even know that he was a preemie if you looked at him today but it took somebody to say that I will stand for this child and in our culture and our time today there are many grandparents oh who are standing for the children for their children's children their, their children's children for whatever reason or another oh have, have, have somewhat abandoned or not responsible enough to take care of the kids and sometimes grandparents have to stand for their children I'm so glad that oh that oh when, when I'm alone and all alone and nobody's there oh for me when I can't see no but God is there oh in that premature situation oh when I'm the when I've been pre-born into a situation that I can't handle when I'm a preemie to the problems when I'm a preemie to the tribulation when I'm a preemie and I need somebody to stand for me I'm so glad that I have my Lord who's willing to stand for me say to your neighbor again neighbor Oh, neighbor, the Lord will send for you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, he said, but the Lord stood uh, by me. He he stood by me. Everybody else uh, abandoned me, and it was then it was good reason to be to abandon me. Otherwise, they they probably would have lost their life. But I'm so glad. That the Lord stands for me. And that's why the word says that God is on about it. Somebody that say, I can, I will never leave you or forsake you. Only the Lord can say that. Oh, we can say that we love our mates. And we can say that we're going to love them for eternity. And we can go out and have a car accident. And we be gone on. And they are left behind. Oh, and if they don't know somebody other than you, they could lose the will to live. And they've got to have somebody to stand for them. I'm so glad that I have a, a Lord that's and a God that's willing to stand by me. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. I like this testimony of what what, what Paul said in Acts 27, that great storm. He said, last night an angel of the Lord whom in the midst of his storm, in the midst of his trials, in the midst of, of that great storm that would take him to places that he didn't want to go and have to experience some things that he didn't want to experience. He said, last night an angel of the Lord whom, whom I am and whom I serve stood beside me and said, do not 
be afraid, Paul. Hello, somebody. This man has a history of God working in his life, a history of God showing up, a history of not leaving him alone. And don't you know, some of you at the sound of my voice in the midst of this premature situation, in the midst of this premature trial, oh, you think, oh, that you're about to lose your life. You think that you can't make it, but God has sent me here today to let you know and to remind you of your history. God did it once. And guess what? He can do it again. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. neighbor. Well, neighbor. He'll do it again. In Jesus' name. Said, oh, the Lord, not only did he, he, he stood by me. But also, while he was standing, he was doing something for me. He says, but the Lord stood by me and he what? Strengthened me. Hello, somebody. He, he, he strengthened me. And, and the same way I had to stand by my, my nephew, I had to stand by him. Again, he could fit in the palm of my hand and I had to take him every day and I had to feed him. I had to, I had to help grow him up. I had to, I had to take him from where he was to where God wanted him to be a little, a little bitty, literally in the palm of my hand. I couldn't believe that they trusted me with this responsibility at such a young age. But God used me to nurture him. God used me to strengthen him and to feed him and to take care of him. And and I strengthened him. That's what God is trying to do. Somebody, it's the sound of my voice. You think you're all alone. But God says you're not alone. You think you're weak and that you cannot make it. But God says that in weakness, oh, then I can take over. In your weakness, then I am made strong. Hello, somebody. And that's what God was doing for, 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 for Paul in this situation. When, when nobody would stand for him, he had to stand for him. When, when nobody had any encouraging words to, to, to say to him and say to strengthen him. To let him know that it's going to be all right. To, to let him know to keep hope alive. To, to let him know that our God is able. To let him know that you can still look to the hills from which cometh your help. Your help comes from the Lord. To, to let him know that the word says that God says that he'll never leave you or forsake you. The word says that there's nothing that is impossible for God. Oh, God wants to strengthen you tonight. In the middle of your heartaches, in the middle of your pain, and in the middle of your trials, he wants to strengthen you. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, receive his strength in Jesus' name. Receive his strength. God is strengthening you tonight. And that's why some have to come. Oh, some of us, oh, we can't make it the whole week without being amongst the people of God. And we come on a Wednesday night. I I can remember, oh, when I wasn't a minister, I can remember how important Wednesday nights was for me because I was working in a job that I didn't like. It was a 
job. It wasn't a calling like it is now. Oh, I, and I could barely stand to get up and go to work. And I hated what I was doing and what I needed to do. In the middle of the week, I had to come to a Wednesday night service. Oh, to hear the word of God, I had to come to a Wednesday night service. Oh, to pray, I had to come Oh, to a Wednesday night service to be amongst the brethren and the fellowship. Oh, and through that, I was strengthened. I was, it was God's station for me. And I came on Wednesday night and it gave me enough strength. Oh, to make it through the rest of the week. And I'm praying that tonight you come to God's finish. You came here on E, but God wants to fill you up in Jesus' name. He wants to fill you up in Jesus' name. He wants to strengthen you tonight. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, be strengthened tonight. He went on to say in Psalms 18.32, it is God whose arms me with what? It is God who arms me with what? With strength. It is God who arms me with strength and, and, and makes my way perfect. God wants to arm you tonight with strength. Oh, and he's also letting you know, not only is he going to give you strength, but he's going to make your way straight. Oh, we stand on that word. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Some texts say, and he will make your path straight. And God is saying, oh, if you're willing uh, to acknowledge me that's, uh, that's when we talk about prayer prayer is where the power is prayer is where we tap into the power of God so at the end of the service today after you get a word from the Lord you need to spend a little time in prayer with the Lord so that God can arm you with strength so that God can make my way perfect uh, oh I came here I was wobbling uh, oh I went some uh, ways I shouldn't have went uh, but I made it to the house and now he's going to strengthen me and he's going to give me enough strength oh to to walk the straight path in Jesus name say to your neighbor neighbor oh neighbor you're about to get on tonight in Jesus name there's an arms race that's that's just going on in the sanctuary right now the devil's trying to take away your arm but the, but God wants to arm you with his strength he wants to arm you with the perfect way to go he he, he can show you the way in Jesus name I'm so glad that my God can rescue me from the lion's mouth as Paul said he rescued me from the lion's mouth when others were being eaten, when others were being brutalized, when others, oh, in modern day times, when others, oh, were being laid off, when others, oh, were going bankrupt. He, he saved me from the lion's mouth when, when everything wasn't going right for nobody else. God saved me in Jesus' name, which leads us to our last point. The Lord saved. The Lord say, the Lord stood by me. I, I thank you, thank you, Lord, for standing by me when nobody else will stand. 
I thank you, Father, for, for manifesting your presence in my life. But not only do I thank you, Lord, that you stood by me, but not only was I not standing alone, but, but, but you had enough power to give me some strength. Oh, and so that, that you stood by me and you strengthened me. And not only that, but also you saved me. Hello, somebody. Does anybody here need to be saved tonight? Paul goes on to say at the end of verse 17. So I was rescued from the lion's mouth. <laughs> I was rescued from the lion's mouth. Sounds a, a little bit about a, a little bit like David who, who wrote that. That, that 23rd Psalms, and he said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll, I'll fear no evil. And he, and he could say that because he, he had been rescued too by the lion's mouth. And he was out trying to take care of the sheep. He had come up against some bears. He had come up against some lions. But God had saved him. And that's why he could go up against a Goliath because he, he had some experience. He had some experience against ferocious lions. He, he had some experience against some ferocious bears. And when it came time to face Goliath, this is what David's testimony was. In 1 Samuel seventeen thirty seven. he said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion." And the paw of a bear will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. So, so Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. And, I, and I'm sending you here tonight, oh, again, to remind you that God is bigger than that lion that's roaring. Oh, and that's what the devil does. He, he likes to roar and he roars in the life of the believers. And that roar, if you listen to the roar of the lion, it will cause you to fear. And if you fear, guess what? You can't fight. If you're afraid, some, some people say when they, when they got attacked, they were so afraid they, that they couldn't do anything. And, and as a result, they had to suffer the consequences. And God is saying tonight that that devil has been rowing. Oh, but it's not a cause for you to fear. Oh, because if you fear, oh, you won't fight back. If you fear, you'll be taken advantage of. If you fear, oh, the devil seeks round goes about seeking to kill, steal, and destroy. And if you're afraid of him, you won't fight him. But God has sent me here today to remind you that your God is bigger than that lion, even the devil that's roaring in your life. And it seems like that your life is over. It seems like you're about to be devoured. It seems like that there is no hope. But God has sent me here tonight to remind you of a God that can rescue you from the lion's mouth. A literal lion like in David's case, a figurative 
relative lying. Oh, maybe in other believers' life. Oh, God is big enough and strong enough to save you from any trial or tribulation that you're going through. I say he's bigger and bad enough to save you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. He's bigger than the circumstances. So I was rescued from the lion's mouth. Oh, it looked like he had me. But I was rescued. Looked like he was about to, as, as McGraw said, take a bite out of crime or take a bite out of my behind. Uh, uh, he, he, I, was, I was rescued. I was rescued. God is saying to somebody tonight, he wants to encourage you tonight. He's big enough to save. He's big enough to save. But you got to keep your eyes on him. Don't, don't, don't look at the circumstance because the circumstance, like in Paul's case, it was real. People were dying. Nero was putting people to death. They were really dying. It was a real situation. Kind of like when Elijah ran after he heard from Jezebel. Jezebel wasn't, wasn't a plaything. Jezebel was already putting the saints to death. Hello, somebody. The prophets to death. Hello, somebody. It was a real thing. But God says... That I can save. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor again, neighbor, neighbor. oh neighbor, God can save you. Whisper to your neighbor, say, neighbor, oh neighbor, God can save you. God can save you. As a matter of fact, he came by Bethlehem tonight. And he came by just for you. Because when nobody else would stand for you, he stood. He stood. When nobody else cared, he cared. And not only did he come by to stand for you tonight, but he came by to strengthen you tonight. And not only did he come by to strengthen you tonight, but he came by to save you tonight. He has the power to save. And he can rescue you from the lion's mouth. In Jesus' name. All eyes closed and heads bowed. Prayer is where the power is. Many of the leaders of our church believe that we, 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 we need more prayer. 
We need more prayer. And tonight we're going to do a little something different. We're going to pray like we pray on Sunday morning. And all that are able want you to get on your knees and we want you to pour your heart out to the Lord. Step, tap into the power of God. Use your sanctified imagination and and feel God's presence standing for you. Use your sanctified imagination as, as you pray. Ask God for strength to make it through. And, and as you pray, we want you to pray that that God will save you from that circumstance, save you from the tribulation, save you tonight. Pour your heart out to the Lord. And when you finish praying, just 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 politely get off your knees and sit. And we're going to wait until everybody prays tonight. And then I'm going to close us in prayer. So Bethlehem, let's let's pray tonight. Father God, we come tonight as a church family, Father, wanting to, first of all, to confess our sins unto you, Lord, just asking you, Father, to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us, Father, from all unrighteousness, Father God, that, that we might turn from sin and have a right fellowship with you, Father, and Father, and as we have that right fellowship, Father, may we feel your presence standing by us, Father. Some who feel lonely and alone, some who feel deserted, Father, some uh, whose brothers and sisters have let them down, Father, help them to feel your presence, Father. And uh, Father, not only just uh, stand by them, Father, but also, Lord, strengthen them, Father. For Father, we need you, Father. And these days and times, Lord, we we need you, Father. Living a Christian life in our culture is counterculture, Father. And we need your strength, Father, to make it through, Father, every day's journey, Father. To make it through, Father, every hour's journey, Father. In Jesus' name, Father. And Father, some are listening at the sound of my voice and, 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 and it's not exaggerating to say, Father, that they need you to save them, Father. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for the salvation of the soul, Lord, and, and, and what Jesus did for us on Calvary, Father. But, oh, Lord, we, have, we need some situations that, that, need, that we need your uh, 
salvific power, Father God, to save us, Lord, from, Father. And, and Father, we pray and we still believe that you have the power to save, Father, to deliver, to be delivered from the lion's mouth, to be delivered from the devil's plans, uh, to kill, steal, and destroy, Father. And, and we believe by faith, Father, that you have the power to save us, Father. And we're praying, Lord, that you will save us, Father. Save us, Lord, uh, from ourselves, Lord. There's some situations and circumstances, Father, that we get ourselves into, Father. And there's some things, Lord, that we struggle with. And it's, it's not anybody else. It's, it's ourselves, Father. So we pray, Lord, that, that you save us, Lord, from ourselves, Father, that we might not grieve the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, but that the Holy Spirit on the inside of us will give us the power to live a holy and sanctified life, Father, in Jesus' name. Help us, Lord, not to grieve him, Father, but to, uh, to allow him to have his own way, Father, in our lives, Father, as we humble ourselves in prayer tonight, as we humble ourselves and our weaknesses tonight, Father. You, your word says that, 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 that when we are weak, then you are strong, Father. In Jesus' name, Father. Father, we also come praying, Lord, tonight, humbling ourselves as a church, Lord, in this great vision, Lord, to make him known, Father. Lord, this fourth Sunday is Share the Love Sunday, Father. And, and we pray, Father, that you put us on fire to make him known, Father. Put us on fire to pray, Lord, for those loved ones that are in the box, Lord. And we come tonight, Lord, praying for them, Father. Somebody prayed for us, Lord. And now it's time for us to pray for somebody. Father, and we come tonight praying that you convict them of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment, Father, that they may be saved, Father, they may come uh, down in the house, this house, or any other house, saying, what must I do to be saved, Father? We, we ask you, Lord, to stand by them. We ask you to strengthen them, and we ask you, Father, to save them, Father, in Jesus' name, Father, in Jesus' name, Father. Father God, we come praying for this great vision, Father, that you place within this church, Lord. We cannot do it on our own, Father. We cannot build, Lord, on our own, Father. So we ask you, Lord, that you stand by the building process, Father, that you strengthen the building process, that you save the building process, Father, that one day, Father, that we might be able to glorify you and what you have done, Father, in 2012 and how the people of God began to believe you for who you are, Father, being all-powerful, being able to do anything as the old folks said but fail and we come Lord depending upon you tonight saying we can't do it in our own strength Father we we need you Father we need you to give us the wisdom Father we need you to send us the help that we need Father give give us oh Lord the courage to step out in faith Father in Jesus name Father we pray, Lord, tonight also for those who are sick and shut in tonight, Father. We pray, Lord, that you'll go by and that you will stand, Father. That you go by, Lord, and that you would strengthen. That you go by and that you would save, Father. In Jesus' name, Father, we thank you, Lord, for Sister Nail, Lord, who came through the surgery, Father, and has gone home, Father. And we pray, Father, continue for your healing power, Father. In Jesus' name, Father. And be with Brother Melvin, her husband, Father, to stand with him and strengthen him, Father, and to save him, Father. 
Because many times, Lord, the caregivers go through as, as much as those who, who are being made whole and well again, Father. So we pray, Lord, for him and his whole family, Father. And Father, we thank you, Lord, tonight. We thank you, Father, for your presence, Father. We thank you, Father, for your power. We thank you, Father, that you are God and God alone. That there's no God like you, Father. We glorify you tonight because you're worthy to be praised. The angels are praising your holy name, saying, holy, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty was and is and is to come. Holy, holy, holy. And Father God, we sanctify you tonight. We set you apart, Father, because we know, Father, that whether, Lord, you do anything that we ask for, that you're still worthy to be praised. So as a matter of fact, we're going to praise you right now, Father. Before you do a thing, we're going to praise you right now. We're going to glorify you, Father, for you're always worthy to be praised. You're always worthy of glory, honor, power, dominion, and might forever and ever and ever, Father, and forever and ever it shall be, Lord. Lord. So we glory in you tonight. We pray, Lord, for those that are still mourning tonight, Lord. Pray that you comfort them, Father, in Jesus' name, Father. Encourage their hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. We thank you, Father, and we praise your holy name. And the church said, amen, and praise the Lord, amen. And praise the Lord. Give God a hand clap of praise. Oh, you can do better than that. Give God a hand clap of praise tonight. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. or neighbor, be encouraged. Amen. Hello again, this is Pastor Michael Weeton. I've been your host for today's program. Before we sign off, we just want to make sure that you have a personal relationship with God. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life or get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. You know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God. The thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms. And his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for my sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen.
praise the Lord. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing. For now you are a child of the living King. Because you're a child of the living King, you have to find God's family, and that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. With love, believe by faith that you've been born household of faith here at Bethlehem. Again, we're at 311 North Dunbar in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. And if you're listening throughout the world, listening throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China, we're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up and the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home. A baby born needs to be a baby born in the family because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. You must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home and put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor Mike Lee Tom, the senior Lord. pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart. If if your life is changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to thank God for how he's working in your life, but we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've called in this program Vision to Reality. And This is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at www.hearGodsWordAtBethlehem.com and you can hear it, uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or... Uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.hearGodsWord at Bethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality, and that's where you can give to the building. And we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did. He raised his funds. It was just people, ordinary, everyday people, $25 that helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed. I think that's God. I believe God can do it for us, and we want you to give. Once again now, if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to Vision to Reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, 
state-of-the-art build a reality because you've taken time to give 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you so we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com. Definitely.